What's up, everybody? I am your host, Kamar Reed, and I am truly excited that you are joining me on the Becoming Free podcast, where I am telling my truth, changing perspectives, and walking into freedom. I am excited to really share so much with you. As you see, this first episode is about why are we here? And I'm telling you, I believe that so many people will be encouraged. Um, So many people will see things differently. And I believe and I continue to pray that God just gives us um, a new mind. Transformed minds uh, will begin to take place. And, you know, I've been really contemplating on whether I should do this or not, because talking about this um, is sometimes taunting or you know crazy to me because I used to be like I never talk about what I've been through I never tell people what I struggle with I'll never do that to myself it's humiliating it's embarrassing um but the Lord has really shifted me um in such a small amount of time and that's how I know um it's a God thing that's how I know that God is really doing only what he can do because when I start letting God be God let me tell you something all things started to work together. And so um, I just want to share a few things with you. Uh, This podcast uh, was birthed because there has been so many people that have reached out to me and asked me, you know, what, what is the um, steps to becoming free? You know, what is the steps to, to, you know, actually walk out of the sin that I'm facing? And majority, majority of these people were, um, people that struggle with the same thing I struggle with. And so, um, I prayed because in September I was going to start a podcast, but I honestly did not know what it was truly going to be about. So I just put that to the side. <laughs> um, and I was like, God, you're going to give me something else. Right. And so, um, I waited Uh, But God has really shown me that this very thing that I'm talking about is the very thing that people need to hear. And um, of course, I get I get timid about it because I've been through a lot. It's, It's not. And I know people be like, yeah, I've been through a lot. You know, I've been through the rain, the fire, you know, the storm. But I really have been through uh, many different um, seasons of my life where I thought it was harder than the other or I thought I was going to give up. And it was by God's grace, by God's mercy, um, the hand of God that is on my life that allows me to continue to press on and see what the end's going to be. Um, and I'm seeing that the Lord is truly uh, who he says he's going to be in his word. He is a deliverer. He's a healer. He's a mind regulator. He's a protector. He is a provider. He's a keeper. Even when I didn't want to be kept, he still kept me. Um, he's an encourager. He's a he's Emmanuel, the, the God that will never leave us nor forsake us, the God that will never walk away from us, the God that loves us. He gives us unconditional love, agape love, and I appreciate who God truly is to me and what he will continue to be to me because he's just been simply amazing. And so why are we here? Why are we here? Um, well, many people know my struggle um, or what was my struggle, praise God. Um, it was homosexuality. Um, and so um, this was really birthed because there was a specific Sunday a few weeks ago in January 
um, a few weeks ago and God had told me one Sunday morning, he was like, this is the day that your life will change. And I, and I was like, okay, I don't know what you mean by that doc. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that Lord, but, um, okay. You know, and I, and I did feel different. I felt different. I woke up and I, and I got ready for church and I was in prayer my, and my, uh, you know, my shower time. And I was like, okay, God, let's tap into what you're trying to say this morning. Right. And so I prayed, my mama was sick that Sunday. And so I prayed for her. Um, and I got my oil prayed for her and then went on about my day to church. And, um, I went to church and my bishop was preaching about uncommon people. And when I tell you this series he has been on has been such a profound, uh, series. Like, I just love it. I love how my bishop articulates the word and really uh, gives us a new perspective. I can read the same story so many times, but get so much out of it. And so I just really appreciate um, my bishop um, and, and what he has been doing uh, with our vision for 2023, uncommon, unpredictable, and unexpected. Oh, God is really showing up and showing out within those three words. And so I went to church Sunday, right? And so uh, I was crying at the end of his sermon because it was really so, so relatable. Like, it was like he'd be in my business. He'd be knowing me, you know? And I was like, all right, all right, all right. Chill on me, chill on me because you you got me messed up. And so I work in the media um, the media room or whatever. And so um, <laughs> I was in there toe up and I'm like, okay, you got to focus on the slide. Make sure you are focusing on what he's saying. But the Lord had really like spoke to me like, this is, this is what you've been waiting for. You ready? <laughs> like Meek Mill, you ready? Um, so um, later on that day, I went to another service um, and it was with Jeffrey Golden. Um, he had a concert at another church, um, not too far away from my church. And so me and my bro went and um, I, I didn't want to go. I was going to go, but I went. And when I tell you, I'm glad I went because the Lord spoke in such a mighty way. Um, I was laid out. I didn't shout it until I couldn't breathe no more. Um, I didn't shout it to the point I was dehydrated. But then I also was laid out before the Lord, I prostrate right before the Lord. Um, and the Lord spoke to me. He said it. He was like, I'm about to shift your life this week, but you're going to have to be willing just to go with the flow. In other words, I just need you to obey. And um, I was like, uh, I don't know, you know, because I get a little nervous when God started doing stuff like that. Because I'd be like, no, wait a minute, God, what you about to pull out the hat, you know? And I'm like, I, I need to make sure I'm equipped for it. And so I was praying and he was like, I just I just want you to trust me this time. I really want you to trust me. Um, it's going to be a little different how I'm about to do this, but I want you to trust me. And so I have put that in my close friend story. I promise y'all, this is how I know it is a God thing. I put this in my close friend story and I was like, the Lord is shifting me. The Lord has changed me. The Lord is doing something new and I just don't know what he's doing, but I know he's doing something. And so um, I was like, but, but we'll see, you know, I, I can't wait to see what the Lord would do. Um, and so that next day, which was Monday, Monday night, you know, anybody knows me, I'm a TikToker. So I TikTok all day, all the time. That is something that I do. I was on TikTok doing my own little thing and I was having a blast. Amen. And so um, somebody had commented on one of my first viral videos, which is pinned at the top of my page because it was my first viral video. It was me shouting. Um, the video caption was like, uh, when payday is tomorrow and I was shouting um, because the TikTok sound says there go the money. 
there go the money. So I was real excited about getting paid the next day. But that was my first TikTok viral video. And so this specific person had commented on it and said, are you gay? Now, here's the thing, y'all, because I usually just block and delete. I'm a part of the block and delete ministry. Um, I have joined that ministry a long time ago when I realized people was going to say whatever they was going to say and I couldn't change it. So um, I was I was a part of that ministry. But this day was different. I said, I'm about to respond to this comment. And I don't usually want to do that because my leadership follows me at church. My leadership from church follows me on TikTok. And I don't want them to be like, this man is wilding. You know, like I, I take my leadership role serious at church. I take what I do at church. I take my position uh, very, very seriously. And so I try to watch what I post, watch, watch what I do, watch what I say. Um, and so I was like, I ain't going to say nothing. But then this specific day, that Monday night, I was like, yeah, I'm about to say something. I'm about to say something because they ain't going to keep getting up on me. So I said something, right? And I said everything I need to say, but with grace. And when he commented this, it really trigger me and the reason why it triggered me because many times when people ask are you gay they're trying to figure out one how they're going to handle you how are they going to handle you how they're going to treat you how they're going to correspond with you how they're going to communicate with you like they're trying to figure out or how they're going to you know judge you honestly and that's just the real realness of it all and I, I know I'm not talking based off how I feel I'm talking based off real trueness like this is real life like I know that people ask that question because they're trying to figure out what ways am I going to really treat this person and um, I know this this is to be the truth because many people that had DM me that that really just asked like how do you how do you respond to this how do you handle this how do you um, how do you get through this like people were DMing me and asked me all these questions about um, homosexuality, but these people also were saying that they felt the same way and that they went through the same thing and they understand how I feel because many people will ask that question, are you gay? Um, just to see how they're going to handle you. And because this is a, such a strong thing in church, especially in Christianity, this is a very strong thing that people are very passionate about um, getting people free from. Um People are often ready to criticize and judge and say whether it's right or wrong. And so I was like, listen here, I just don't understand what would be um, the end result if I answer your question. Because when people ask, are you gay? Like, why would it benefit you? Why does it change your life? Does it get you into heaven or does it get you to hell? Like, it doesn't matter what a person do on their spare time. And I think that's where the frustration came from, because you ask these questions, but you're not going to do anything to change it. There's nothing that you can do to change a person. And so whether a person is dealing with fornication, lying, cheating, you know, homosexuality, whatever the case may be, you asking the question and you don't even know me like that. What would you do to help me besides throw a Bible scripture at me like I don't know my word? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like many Christians love to throw the Bible scriptures at you. This is what the word says. This is what God says. This is what, you know, sin is. This, 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 this. Like people don't know the word. A lot of people know the word. You know, a lot, of, especially homosexuality uh, or homosexuals rather. We know the word, y'all, and we already feel convicted. We already feel bad. We already feel like, God, you're going to send us straight to hell. We already know this, right? And so um, when people do stuff like that, it's very frustrating, right? Because it's like 
it's not something that we're oblivious to, right? And so I was frustrated that day. I went to sleep that night after I answered that that guy's question, are you gay? And um, yeah. So that next morning, Tuesday, I was off that day. So I had time. Praise God. God must knew. He really must knew because I had time that day to talk my talk and walk that walk. Amen. Praise God. And so um, I woke up that next morning, went on TikTok because I wanted to see what people had to say um, when I responded to that uh, person's question the previous night. And um, to my surprise, there were so many people that was coming for me. Like, people were walking me like a dog. Do you hear me? So I was like, yeah, yeah, this is about to get ugly. I already knew it was about to get ugly. So I went I went into prayer first. I wanted to hear what the Lord had to say. Anybody knows prayer is my foundation. Prayer is what I'm anchored in. I pray about everything. I'm always praying. I'll be in the grocery store praying about the milk. Lord, I thank you for the cow, Father. Lord, I, Lord, I thank you for this cranberry juice. Lord, I thank you that they had to go through some beating and some pressing and some shaking and some molding, oh God, just for me to get this juice. Lord, I thank you for the olive oil. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll be praying uh, always. And so I went to prayer. And um, I asked God to give me the words to say. And if he didn't want me to say nothing, I wouldn't. Then he reminded me what he said on Sunday. And honestly, I didn't even want to go out there on TikTok and even respond no more because I was like, I'm done with this. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not about to explain myself to these people. I don't owe nobody an explanation. That's what people got to understand. I know I don't owe nobody an explanation. I know I don't owe nobody nothing, right? But I felt that there was a need um, that needed to be met. So here it is. Woke up that morning, went downstairs, hooked up my stuff, and I talked about homosexuality as a Christian or in the church. And people did not like it. Some people were still missing the point because what I said in the video was not if homosexuality was right or wrong. What I said in the video is that whether we think it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter because you're not the one to judge. You're not the one to condemn. But what you should do is show the love of Christ. And whether you are a Christian or not and you don't agree with it, you still should treat people with respect. And as Christians, we failed in that area, showing the love of Christ. Love covers the multitude of sin. And so what I, I don't understand about Christians is we want to be so holy and, and, and so, you know, Christian and we're, we're Christ-like, but we don't show the love of Christ. We need to evaluate that because to be a Christian is to be a person of love, you know, to show the love of Christ. The Bible says, you know, show your love to your neighbor, love your neighbor just as I loved you um, and even love yourself as well, just as Christ has loved us. And so I believe that it's important that we show the love of Christ, whether we agree with it or not, because I believe that love transforms. Period. I don't care what anybody say, love transforms, right? And so um, that's what I said in those videos because I was I was kind of heartbroken. I was grieved in my spirit because um, I seen a video on TikTok of another person talking about how they walked away from Christ. They walked away from the church. They walked away from Jesus because the Christians and the people at the church had really just talked so bad about homosexuality and made them feel like they weren't worthy to be in his presence wasn't worthy to give him glory wasn't worthy to praise him wasn't worthy to talk about him and and let me talk about that because i'm i'm a, i'm going to include if you're watching this on youtube um you can see uh what i'm going to include inside of this video but i'm going to include some of the comments that i had seen on some of the videos like one of the comments were 
yeah, you can't be a Christian and be homosexuality or homosexual. I keep saying homosexuality. Sorry, y'all. Homosexual. You can't be Christian and be gay. You know, they was like some, you know, you shouldn't be talking about Jesus. You shouldn't be in ministry. You shouldn't be leading people. You have souls under you and you want to lead people and you're struggling. Now, you just help me, Holy Ghost, because last time I checked you, 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 if you do some studying, y'all, um, a lot of a lot of people um, that, that said that uh, you, you might want to look at his disciples because none of his disciples before they met Jesus, they were not perfect. OK, they had some type of something that they was dealing with, you know. And so I was like, you know. Y'all really, y'all really try me. Y'all trying my gangsta and I don't even got much, but y'all try me. You know what I'm saying? And so I was really frustrated um, with those comments. Some people was like, you just need to repent. You just need to repent and turn away. Like, all right, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that um, encouragement. Y'all, I repent every day. You know what I'm saying? I repent for my wrongdoing. I repent for, uh, what I am going to do. I repent, y'all. Repentance is something that a lot of people don't do on a daily. But I believe taking communion daily and repenting daily is very necessary. And so here it is. Um, so that had really took me over. And that's why we are here, because people were talking so negative about people that are struggling. Now, what I told people on my TikTok is that, yes, I do believe it's a sin. Yes, I do believe God can deliver and change. Yes, I do believe that we should try to change. But what many people don't understand, and this is what I want to get to um, uh, share with a lot of people that have not been in my shoes or many other people's shoes that struggle with this. It's not easy because um, I know all sins are weighted the same, but all sins are treated differently, uh, especially by people you know and homosexuality is such it's such a weighty thing y'all it's such a heavy thing that I dealt with um some days I wanted to take my life some days I wanted to give up some days I wasn't motivated some days I just was like God I'm about to walk away from being a Christian because I'm I'm never going to get it right um and there was also times when I didn't think I was qualified or called to ministry because like, how am I going to do ministry effectively? And I'm struggling. You know what I'm saying? And when I started to do um, City Blazers, which is our young adult ministry at church. Yeah, I was like when it was brought to me like, yeah, we want you to be a leader um, over the City Blazers. I was thinking to myself, now, y'all don't know my struggle. And I told God, God, you know, my struggle. I don't even think I am going to be able to really do it. But I also knew, and I was also part of the intercessory prayer ministry, right? So I'm also being talked out of being a part of that ministry because in my head, I'm like, you struggling. And I never want to be that fake Christian that be on the pulpit, in a pulpit in, in front of people and living a different life. I didn't want to be like that. I don't want to be, I want to be pure. I want to come from a pure place. Um, and my, I know my heart is pure, but I want to come from a pure place because I don't want something to hit the fan. And people are like, this is what this dude do. This is what. And so here's the thing about that, because the enemy had me in such a strong place of sh uh, 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 strong, a strong place of shame. Like he had me in a strong place of feeling guilty. And so he had that over my head. Like it was like, yeah, I know you got secrets. I know you got this that you're hiding. I know it's this, that and the other. And I'm like, 
oh, the enemy is really getting me with that. Like I will walk into church and it was time for me, like maybe to pray or time for me to do intercessory prayer during, you know, um, service or before service. And here it is. The enemy like, yeah, I know what you I know what you're really dealing with. I know what you're really going through. I know what you're really struggling with. And I'm like, God, the enemy has this over my head. And so it has been over my head for years. I've been doing ministry since I was younger. Like I've been doing ministry since I was at the, I don't know, shoot, nine, eight. And I used to be a mime dancer. I was leading a mime dance ministry Um, at my high school. I was over like the revivals. Um, I used to preach at school. I used to be a part of um, the choir, praise and worship team, mime dance ministry at my school as well. I was, I started a mime dance and praise dance ministry at my school. Like, I was a part of ministry. The ministry was me. Like I was always in it, but I also knew that I struggled. And I was like, God, I can't struggle and really effectively do what you have called me to do. So I'll just sit this one out. And I remember preaching my first sermon at, at the age of 16 or 15. And um, it was know your worth. And my scripture I came out of was it is in him who I live, move and have my being. And because I feel like I live through Christ, um, I'm a servant to Christ, through Christ. And and honestly, I know I have a struggle, but I am pure within my heart and I really want to serve God. And ministry saved my life. If it had not been for ministry, I'd probably be out here doing something completely different, out of my mind, just living it up. But God really had his hand on me. And, you know, I thank God for ministry. I thank God for serving uh, on my City Blazers Young Adult Ministry team. I thank God serving the youth. I thank God serving in in accessory ministry. I thank God that I'm able to serve in the media ministry. I thank God that I can serve on a janitorial ministry. Like I, I thank God for that because every time I serve in ministry, it just allows me to see that God can use anybody, no matter what it is. God can use you and in the process of using you, he can change you. Somebody need to hear that. I know you feel guilty. I know you feel in shame, but I break that right now in the name of Jesus. And I say, be free. I say right now, be liberated. I say right now, uh, turn away from feeling like you are not going to be able to be who God called you to be. I break that mindset. I break low self-esteem. I break uh, the, the mindset of feeling like you're not called. You're not going to be able to walk into purpose you're not going to have a purpose i break i break that that mindset that 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 you feel like god cannot do the impossible in your life or deliver you because god is who he says he is in his word the bible says he is the same god yesterday today and forevermore so i decree and declare right now that the very thing he did for me god can do it for you the very thing that he changed in me god can change in you he can change your mind he can change your heart now i'm about to preach so let me calm down because i believe that god is the god of a breakthrough and so with that being said glory to God we believe that God will do exactly what he said he would do every promise he made he shall begin to make it fulfilled in the name of Jesus oh God and so um here we are father thank you Lord Lord Jesus Christ um I'm getting stirred up in my spirit because I believe that God is true he's true to his word he's true to his promises he's true to his to who he says he's going to be and he will never fail i've never seen the righteous forsaken nor see begging for bread so um here it is y'all uh i struggle with it 
for such a long time. I struggled with this from the age of six. Um, many people know the testimony. I shared it on TikTok, but um, at the age of six, this is the first encounter I had with getting bullied um, at school in kindergarten. The teacher called my mom and she was hysterical. She was crying and she was um, disappointed. She was uh, just upset about everything. And so my teacher or whatever had called my mom and was like, yeah, did, you know, uh, these boys was bullying come on in, in the bathroom. And, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry it happened, I guess. And my mom was trying to calm the girl, the lady down, my teacher down because she was all over the place, you know. Um, and so I wish I can find that teacher and just give her a big hug and show her who I am today. Praise God, because who I was before is not the same. But anyhow. Um, they was calling me gay in the bathroom and it was, I guess it was a group of people. Um, I vaguely remember it. Um, I do remember the bathroom being beige. That's all I got. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that had happened and then the rest is history. So I went to school. My mama transferred me to like nine or 10 different schools. We moved to different states, cities. Um, people kept bullying me. My mama tried to help me get away from it it was hard people would take my stuff steal my stuff write stuff in my books you know you know humiliate me in front of the class in front of their friend groups they would just do all types of stuff you know like I one time got beat up by basketballs in gym class um and that specific person ended up coming back a few 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 years later and apologizing to me for what they did to me uh thank god for that but oh it was bad I got I got a lot of people on the on on my list that I had to pray for that really bullied me and really made made my life almost hell. Like I, I thought my life was a walking hell <laughs> um, because I was like, God, I hate it here. This is not, I know this is not the place that you have for me, declares the Lord. But um, it was hard. Um, and I remember um, growing up, crying every night, coming home. Like I was an angry child. Uh, one day I'll get my mom on, the, on here to, to really share a few things that she's seen from her perspective. Um, but I was angry. I was angry with my father because he wasn't there. Um, I was angry with people. Um, I still love people, but I was kind of angry because it was like, why do y'all treat me like this? And I was a teacher's pet. Like people love me as well. Uh, well, my teachers love me, um, but people hated that the teachers would, you know, go to me because they trusted me. I used to grade the students' assignments. I used to be um, a help in the class, you know, a team leader. I was like a class leader. And that was just always me. I was always set apart. I was always leading by example, no matter what people said about me. Sometimes I would have my moments where I would cry in front of people, but I was like, you got to get it together. You can't let them see you sweat. Um, but I would cry in my room and pray out to God. And I remember this one time I was praying. And this is when the first time I spoke in tongues, I was praying. I was like, God, I'm tired. You know, I'm tired of dealing with this. I never asked for this. I never wanted this. And, and, and it got to a point where I didn't know what else to say. So I just start like I just start going into a place of tongues and, um, it was it was like crazy. It was a crazy experience. And it was like a fresh oil that the Lord had um, poured out on me. And I remember laying before him and just hearing say hear, hearing him say it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, you know. And so I got to high school. The first day of high school, my mama said to me, she looked at me in the pastor's seat and she was like, listen. She said, you're going to have to walk this thing out. She said, I'm not tr uh, changing you. I'm not going to transfer you to no other school. I'm not doing none of that. You're going to have to walk this thing out. And I was like, hmm. I bet. So I was afraid. I went to high school trying to change myself. I was trying to go in there big and bad and buff. Like I thought I was that man, you know, 
that didn't work because the first day somebody called me gay. <laughs> they was like, uh, can I get a pencil? And I was like, no, this is my pencil. I'm using it. He was like, man, you that's why you gay. And I was like, dang, you didn't try hard enough. <laughs> and I was sorry that day. I remember it. Um, this person, I ain't gonna say their name because I don't know if my classmates gonna watch this. And uh, but <laughs> I do remember who it was. We never really got along until like junior, senior year. A lot of people did not like me freshman and sophomore year because they didn't know who I was. But until I start showing my talents and really showing who I was, um, people started liking me. Um, I remember even my best friend. This is funny. I didn't like my best friend for a long time freshman year uh because one time I was talking to my friend in the hallway when we were transitioning classes and my best friend she came up to me and she was like um are you gay and I was like why would you say that and I'm sitting here talking to somebody and I was like no um just like that no <laughs> and she's like oh okay and she walked away and um I disliked her all the way until like sophomore year where I finally was like able to warm up to her. Um, she's a sweetheart. Uh, she's great. That's my girl. That's my homie. Um, she's a she's the bougie gal. Um, but and but but we're cool now. And you know it was a lot for me to deal with that. Um, and I had to walk it out. And I remember sophomore year, I was going through so much. Um, people were still talking about me, and I almost gave up. I tried to commit suicide a few times, but this specific time, I was about to get in my car and drive off and drive myself over a cliff. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, but wait, there's more. I was just a crying. I was just a crying. The Lord was like, but wait, there's more. And dealing with homosexuality, um, it was hard for me because you're judged all the time by just your appearance. And so I used to try to dress it up. I used to, I'm, anybody know me, I could dress when I can, when I feel like I'm a dress. And so I used to try to dress up my outer appearance so people wouldn't talk about me at all i used to try to go in a room and be quiet i didn't I, I was afraid to go into rooms i just sit there be quiet and not say nothing even if i had a lot to say i wouldn't say nothing i would just sit there and so i remember you know going into rooms being dressed up fly you know we're balling i just going in there fly and so um believing that me looking good would take the other um, perspective off of me, you know, the other views off of me, but that never sometimes helped. And so I was frustrated with God. Like, what do I do? How do I change? I'm praying every day, day and night for you to change it. I'm reading my word. I'm trying to figure out what else is it, God, that you are asking me to do. Am I missing something? And I'm like mentally messed up. And I think a lot of people feel like people that struggle with this, they chose this. I never chose this y'all. Like I, I it, if it was up to me, I chose something else. If it was up to me, I just want to be holy. Praise God. Be ye holy for I am holy. I just want to be holy. Um, but I'm not. We are born into sin. And um, many people say, like, why do you feel like homosexuality is a sin? Well, let me tell you something. The Bible first starts off with Adam and Eve in Genesis, right? Um, I don't I know that there's there's things that has been said in Leviticus and Romans and stuff like that, but I, I'm going back. From the beginning of time. For the beginning of time, we've seen that God created Adam, which was a man, and Eve, which was a woman. Out of Adam, he created Eve because he wanted Adam to have a companion, right? And that was his significant other. Um, and when he created Adam and Eve, he said to um, them to be fruitful and multiply. And I believe 
in order for you to be fruitful and multiply, you have to have a male and a female. God created a, a female to have a reproductive system, and he created a male to carry the seed. So I believe that no matter how many times people put it, how people explain it, how people feel about it, God intended a man and a, a female to be together, period, point blank. I, I ain't arguing with nobody about that. Because if that was the case, he could have, he could, in the beginning of time, God was God, right? God, God was God. But he touched the man and the female. All throughout the, the first chapter of Genesis, you would see that he spoke everything else into life. But he actually touched, he had his hand on um, the female and the male. Um, and so I believe that the Lord definitely uh, wants male and female together. It is not intended for male and male to be together because you can't be fruitful and multiply. Of course, you can get a surrogate, but that ain't, that ain't, you know? And I, I remember somebody tried to challenge me and it was like, well, what if the, the male and female that is married, they can't have a kid? What do you say then? Are they still, you know, in God's will? Well, yes. I mean, they're married. They're married. They're in a covenant, right? But if they can't have children, um, of course, God has also still made other ways for them to be able to have kids. We thank God for other alternatives, but that was to be used for a married couple or a couple that really wants and desires to have a kid, you know, um, not for same, I mean, same sex marriages, they can do it. Um, but I believe that God, and I, I know I'm offend people with this, but I, I believe that God truly wants male and female together. And so I do believe homosexuality is a sin. Um, but would I say, would you go to hell or heaven for it? That ain't my place. Now, that's something I can't answer. I can't answer. I can answer if it's a sin. I can't answer if a person's going to go to heaven or hell because that's all up to God. You know, God can be like, come on in the room, doc. You know, you know, you did well. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm not sure how that goes. But I don't want to tread the tread, you know, tread on water. I don't want to tread on the thin line so i'm gonna get my life right <laughs> i want it to be right so when i get to heaven he'd be like all right doc you did a good job you did a good job I i'm rocking with you i want to see heaven i want to see my mansion i want to put on my robe and tell a story how i made it over i want i want to see that you know um so here's the thing y'all i want to encourage someone to be mindful of what you say to people, to be mindful of how we show love, to be mindful of how we think of people. Because a lot of times when we when we judge homose homosexuals, you never know what they've been through. Like you never know if they were molested. You never know if it was something that caused this, you know, and you never just you just never know. And so you judging based off what you see, but you don't judge. You're not judging based off what you know. And so that's why it's, it's so imperative uh, to understand the difference between judgment, discernment, and even accountability. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, definitely going to talk about that um, because I think many people have gotten it all mixed up. Judgment, discernment, and accountability. They kind of all tie together, um, but we got to know how to use them right and promptly. Because um, the Bible says, if you judge, uh, you're going to be judged too, right? And so we just want to be mindful of what we're saying to people, how we're making people feel, because we're well, our goal is to bring people to Christ. We are we are not to be forcing it down people's throats. Like if they want to believe in Jesus, if they want to change, then all we have to do is do the introduction. 
I introduce people to Christ. It's up to them to want it. It's up to them to desire it. I'm not going to force nobody to want to be a Christian. I'm not forcing you to do that. I'm not. It's it's up to you to have your salvation. You got to make up your own salvation with me. That's, that, that's, that's your own relationship between you and God. Ain't between me and you and God. It's between y'all two. And so when you have a personal relationship with God, that's all that matters. I don't, I don't know what you and God got going on. Like you have to, here's the, here's this, watch this. I have a different friendship between me and my best friend and me and my brother. We have two different relationships. And so because of that, you know, I could talk about certain things with my best friend than I can with my brother, you know? And so with that being said, because there's, there's two different relationships, there's two different perspectives. There's two different, you know, conversations that, that are being had. There's so many different things that is being done and said that I can't really uh, give my input on because my relationship with God is different than someone else's, right? Um, of course, we can look at the word of God. Biblically, we need to follow that. And I want people to stop changing the word of God to fit their life. But we need to let the word change our life instead of us changing the word to fit our life. Um, because I feel like a lot of Christians do that. And that's how we find excuses for things and find excuses to, to do the things that we do when we know it's unacceptable. You know, you, you know, you got convicted. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so why are we here? We're here because of TikTok. We're here because God said this is the time to talk about it. We're here because there is people that want to be delivered and becoming free podcast is going to be all about that. We're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about, um, what it is to walk this thing because it's not easy. It's not going to be no walk in the park, but are you willing to fight? Um, so the next podcast episode is what are you willing to fight for? I'm giving y'all a little sneak peek. What are you willing to fight for? Um, and, you know, we are here now, but where do you want to be later? Um, and God has really delivered me. I'm changing my mind. My mind has been changed. My mind is made up and I won't turn back. Um, and that's just the bottom line of it all. So uh, I thank God for you guys tuning in. I pray that um, you hear the Lord and that you got something out of this. I pray that uh, this wasn't boring, praise God. But I pray that you were um, enlightened, you were encouraged, you were able to hear something different um, and that you are beginning to change your mind based on how you see people, how you treat people. Um, also, for those who are listening to this that are struggling with this, I pray that you look at me and see that I am free um, and that you can be free too. Um, because God will and God can, and I couldn't believe, I got to share this real quick too, because I couldn't believe how many people said God won't deliver you. God won't save you. God won't make ways for you. The Bible says, so does a man think if so is he. So as a man think if so is he. So if I think that I'm free, if I think in my mind mentally, when I tap in within, within myself and I say, you know what? I'm not I'm not like that no more. Then so shall it be. And it shall be. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't tell me what I can't do and what God can't do. God can do the impossible. And this is my year of uncommon, unpredictable, and unexpected. I don't care what nobody say. By the end of this year, I don't know what God going to do. But it's going to be bigger than what I asked for. He will do exceedingly. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. All that we have asked or thought of.
according to the power that worketh in us. And so um, I'm believing God to do the intangible, the unbelievable, the unpredictable, the un the the unexplainable. Like I'm ready. Um, God will, God can, God must, uh, because that's the type of faith that I have in him. Uh, we're going to talk about so much in the next few weeks, and I pray that you uh, stay tuned in. Uh, you can always find me on Instagram, Kamar, K-I-M-A-R, J-Reed, R-E-E-D. Um, on Instagram, you can also find me on TikTok, KJ.Reed, or you can search up my name, K-I-M-A-R, uh, Kamar on TikTok. You will find me there and follow me there. Um you can also DM me. I usually am pretty fast in replying. Um, I am not nobody. I tell people all the time, we are a family. I am not famous. Praise God. I am just a normal guy from Ohio that loves the Lord and wants to save and build his kingdom um, for his glory. Hello, somebody. That's all I'm trying to do. Now, y'all got to go get you some tea real quick. Go get y'all some coffee. Go get y'all some orange juice. Go get y'all some cranberry juice and sip it and say, praise the Lord. God is good. <laughs> um, but anyhow, thank y'all for coming and tuning in to the Becoming Free podcast where I am telling my truth, changing perspectives, and walking into freedom. God loves you. God continue to keep you. I can't wait to be able to show you what God is doing in my life and share with you more things that God gives me because I don't like to be stingy. I want to share exactly what the Lord wants his people to hear. God bless you. God loves you. And God continue to keep you. This is. <laughs>